What's up, everyone? Welcome to the That's What She Said with Danny podcast. I'm Alexa Dat at Alexa Dat on Twitter, at Alexa underscore NYC on Instagram. And I'm Danny Wexelman, but I'm at Danny Wex on Instagram and Twitter. And Danny Wex, we've got a pretty special guest this week. Yeah, Michael we Lorenzen, the Reds reliever and outfielder. He is MLorenzen21 on Instagram and Lorenzen55 on Twitter. He is a renaissance man. He does it all. We're going to talk to him about some pretty cool stuff today on the podcast, like his gym pet peeves. Yes. Also, if he got a tattoo of a teammate, who and what would it be? What about the weirdest thing he's been asked to sign? Yes, that's a great question. It was so good. Plus, where does he stand on Skyline Chili? That's a great question. You're not going to want to miss that answer. And Derek Dietrich's car makes a brief cameo. <laughs> so without further ado, Michael Lorenzen. Super excited to have him with us. Michael, Woo-hoo. what's going on, man? How are you? Nothing much. I'm doing good. Um, thanks for having me. Just finishing up with my day here in Arizona, um, you know, spring training and workouts and stuff. I feel like the Reds is a team that everyone is pumped for going into the season. Your guy's name is in everyone's mouth in a positive way based on everything that happened in the off season. Is that palpable down there at spring training? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, um, it's a different feeling for sure. I'm going into my um, sixth full season and this is, um, it's, it's the most excited that I've ever been. It's the most confident that I've ever felt in the team that we have. So um, everyone's fired up. We could fill it with the fans, um, you know, the staff and, and just with everything. I think um, our front office has kind of shown us that they're going to go all in. And so all of us have kind of bought into it. So it's nice. So you mentioned uh, a couple of those names, uh, some big names. Mike Moustakis added in the offseason. Nick Castellanos, uh, you know, those two guys are going to be huge difference makers for you. The NL Central uh, just got a little more fearful of your team. Uh, outfielder Shogo Akiyama, as well left-handed starter Wade Miley, reliever Pedro Strope. Um, yeah. Those are some big, big names. You know, how do you feel coming in a lot more loaded into this NL Central into the season? Yeah, our team's I mean, it's safe to say that our team's pretty stacked and um, this is going to be the best team that I've ever played on for sure. And I'm super excited. And, you know, with with those additions, with Moose and with Castellanos um, and their bats to be in our lineup, that's just, you know, teams aren't going to want to come to Cincinnati and that's exciting. Um, And then Shogo, (laughs) seeing him being able to just you know, hopefully get on base for us and, and play some good D, which is what I've heard he does in Japan. And then, you know, the um, obviously Wade Miley, too, is just a veteran and, and knows exactly who he is. And it's going to work out well for him uh, with our pitching staff. It's it's a He fits in well because he's different than, than everyone else in our staff. So he fits in well. And then um, I'm really excited for Pedro Strope. I've been pitching against him. He's been with the Cubs my whole career. And he's been one of my favorite relievers on their team. He's a bigger guy. He's got some good mound presence. And, you know, to be able to have him and Amir, you know, and, and me all in, this, all in the same bullpen together, it's pretty exciting. There's a lot of hype around Shogo. What have you seen from him in terms of coming over from Japan? He signs that three-year, $21 million deal. But in terms of kind of integrating into American baseball because he played over in Japan. Yeah, well, f- first of all, just getting to know him as a person. It's been fun. Um, he's a super, uh, you know, laid back guy in a sense. He's got a good sense of humor. He likes to, you know, he's easy to laugh with and choke around with. 
And so I think that kind of breaks a lot of barriers. Um, you know, if you're super serious and you come over, um, you know, I, I feel like you're going to feel pretty uncomfortable at times. And him, he just seems super laid back and he's okay with feeling uncomfortable. And so he's going to fit right in our clubhouse, our clubhouse, you know, we, we welcome people with open arms. And so I think, I think his transition is going to be smooth really. Cause I think, you know, obviously it's a culture shock for people to come over from Japan and, and be in the United States for, you know, the full year and the full season, they're traveling, they're eating different food. Um, but our team, I think is going to play a huge role in, allowing him to get comfortable and just allowing him to trust who he is and trust what he did in Japan is going to work because we all believe it. Love that. A guy who everyone is familiar with who doesn't need an introduction, Joey Votto, 13 years with the team. How would you describe him to someone who's watching him play for the first time? <laughs> um, yeah, he's definitely different, but not, you know, he's, he's his own person. Um, he's very intelligent and very smart. So he plays the game very, in a very um, just intelligent manner. And he has a game plan. He's going to stick to it no matter what. Um, and that's what, that's what's made him so good and so consistent. Like you think of Joey Votto and you think of just consistency. And um, it's just because he's got one approach and he's going to live and die with that. And um yeah, he's and, and that takes a lot of mental strength. If it's not going your way for, you know, a couple at bats or a couple days, a couple weeks, it's easy to want to change. But with him, he trusts himself and he knows himself really well. So um, it's it's impressive to watch. Michael, for you personally, one of your goals this offseason that you've been working toward uh, is wanting to throw a hundred three mile per hour pitch this season and no I, big did, deal. Lex. First of all, did you regret when you said that because all of the local media is absolutely running with it and it seems like the only thing you're defined by right now. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 funny because everyone, you know, you hear all the old school. Ah, just learn how to control ninety six and hit your spots with ninety six. It's so funny to me, um, but. No, I don't. I don't regret it. I think it's. I think it's good to put it out there. I think it's good to have that. Um, show people what your goals are, and show people the type of work that you put in to try and achieve those goals. Um, believing that you're going to achieve them, and guess what? If it doesn't happen, the world doesn't end. You keep moving forward, and you keep trying to get better. And so I think that I think, you know, there was there was a reason why I put it out there. I wanted to show people kind of. Um, you know, this is what I'm working towards. I'm going to work towards it. And you're going to see the process that I'm going through to try and get there. And, you know, not all the time do we reach our goals, but you have to be able to bounce back from that and continue to move forward. So do I believe I'm going to hit 103? Absolutely. 100%. Yes. But like I said, like, if I don't, there's a lot of kids watching and following me and seeing if I'm going to do it, but it's good for them to see like, Hey, set, set high standards and high goals and work towards them. And just because you do it, it doesn't always mean that it's going to pay off, but guess what? The process and the journey was totally worth it. What was your evaluation process like in assessing the risk of throwing 103 miles per hour? <laughs> so, so I don't see any risk. Um, if I was just, See, the thing is, like, we've hired really smart people here in Cincinnati. Um, and for me, if I was just doing it on my own, I wouldn't be trying to throw 103 miles per hour because 
I would be afraid of getting hurt. I'm not, but I have very, a lot of smart people around me teach, teaching me how to sequence my body properly, teaching me how to get my body in proper positions in order to get the most out of it. So it was kind of like a, hey man, you're throwing 97, 99, touching 100, and you know, it's just the athleticism in you that's doing it. If we can hit these certain positions when you in in the delivery and you sequence properly, like, man, there's an easy two, three miles per hour in there that we can just get right out. And so, um, yeah, I don't think that there's any risk really in me trying to throw 103. I think what's going to happen is if I do get to my goal, there's going to be a lot more people going, hmm, <laughs> like what why why am i limiting myself okay if he can do it then i'm gonna try it for sure so to hit 103 you touched a little bit on this you know having really smart people around you you must have added something new to your workout routine this off season yeah um it's not necessarily adding anything new it's just maximizing those movements if that makes sense um getting better at the, the lifts and the movements that I was already doing, being more efficient with them and being more explosive with them. So that's all I was, I was really training. Um, you know, I worked with a guy named Ido Portal. He's out of Israel and he works with Conor McGregor and he's a, he's a brilliant guy. And I flew him out a couple of years ago and it was actually him that got me thinking because he has nothing to do with baseball, but he understands the body really well. And he was saying like, man, you do all these, all the workouts that he was giving me, all the exercises, like you do them well, but you don't maximize them. And he's like, if you were to maximize these, like I could see 110 miles per hour. Mm. So I was like, I was like, man, 110. Like, and this guy's, this guy's a brilliant guy. So I was like, man, I'm totally like limiting myself <laughs> to what I'm, <laughs> to what I can do. So I, I, if I hit 103 this year, then you better believe that the next year it's going to be. 105. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. Trendsetter. Then yeah. everyone starts copying you, but you gotta, you gotta do it first. So That's maybe you sweet. haven't added to your off season routine, but you seem to be very diverse in the different things that you do. And you say that players don't necessarily have to play a bunch of different sports in order to diversify, but you seem to kind of jump up on monkey bars or do yeah. flips or you're constantly, you know, using your body in a totally different way than a lot of people do. Is there a workout yeah. that you still want to try that you haven't yet or something that you're looking towards thinking maybe that could help add to the arsenal? Um, I think that there's, there's some benefits in doing handstands, um, you know, due to like overhead strength. Um, doing a little more work on the rings, I think would work on the Olympic rings. That is, I think that would benefit and like more of almost like a gymnastics approach. Um, I think that would benefit a ton. So my whole approach is just, I want to be as athletic as I possibly can. And so that comes with like understanding my body really well and having really good control of my body. And if all I'm doing is training baseball, then I'm missing out on so many other things. And so like, I'll do some weird things like balance on a bar. And, and I get a lot of responses like, Oh, that has nothing to do with baseball. Just work on pitching. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't have anything to do with baseball, but it has everything to do with baseball because I'm teaching my mind how to problem solve on the go. And like, you know, you lose balance. Your mind has to be able to work fast and, and be able to correct yourself. And so 
you know, that's adjustment making. And so when I'm on the mound, it translates to, okay, that felt off. And so pitch to pitch, I'm able to make adjustments. And, you know, there's just a lot of different ways to where having a more generalized approach to training will benefit your one thing that you specialize in. What about being like a trapeze artist, though, or surfboard <laughs> yoga or spinning plates or just kind surfboard. of adding something totally off the wall? <laughs> surfboard yoga. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. I'll um, send you some videos. You see if you can, uh, <laughs> if, if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, try and do some handstands on a surfboard. That'd be great. Michael, have you worked out with Conor McGregor? I've never worked out with him. No, it would be a blast, though. I, Not yet. I'm. Yeah, I'm more fascinated by his mind than his workouts, per se. Mm. I think his mind is why he's so, you know, why he's just who he is and, and where he's gotten to where he's gotten. Like, that's what fascinates me about him. And his his just confidence is, it's true confidence. It's not fake confidence. And, um, you know, his belief and just how he visualizes and, his approach it's it's on the next level i think he handles pressure better than anyone on this planet and so i i actually do a lot of research on him and his mind and his approach if you could work out with one person in the world would it be him or would it be someone else yeah for sure it would be him (laughs) (laughs) it would be him and i would just pick his brain about what he's thinking the whole time and his approach and yeah for sure because i do love mixed martial arts too i love training muay thai and brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff like that so you know i love i love the mixed martial arts as well we're gonna get to that yeah don't you worry (laughs) (laughs) i'm a huge conor mcgregor fan too and it's so interesting i I do love that confidence and then when he became a dad his whole demeanor and mindset changed and just watching that and how he approached the sport i thought was pretty wild too yeah for sure i think you know he says it. He kind of goes with what's, you know, what, what he feels like the energy is giving. And so, you know, with Cerrone, you know, it was more he was more respectful towards him. He's like, all right, you're gonna be respectful towards me. Then that's what I'm gonna give back. And then with other guys, if, you know, they kind of wanna jab at him, then he's like, well, <laughs> let's go. I'm gonna take it to the <laughs> next level. So, yeah. Ex- ex- Exactly. So, I mean, he's, he's well-rounded with his mind for sure. So Michael, we were listening to some interviews recently and Amir Garrett called you a freak, but said that you're the second <laughs> best athlete on the team besides him. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? That's funny. That's funny. So we have a rule in the bullpen of you could say anything you want about, you could talk yourself up all you want and none of us are going to say a thing. So I'm totally okay with Amir believing that he's the, he's the best athlete on the team. But when the truth comes out and the facts come out, everyone knows that I'm a way better athlete than him. Can we do like a handstand contest or, you know, what could we do to prove that during the season? We could do whatever you want. <laughs> Maybe we'll try to get that to happen. Yeah, it does not matter to me. I'm going to be better than him at it. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Michael, I feel like we hear so much about your workout routine, but I found very little information on the amount of calories or even oh. what you're ingesting and eating. What's your Oh, that's a good point. What's your food intake like? Um, so I'm gluten-free and dairy-free. Wow. And um, like all organic whole foods, so high-quality foods, mm-hmm. nothing like I don't put anything fake in my body. 
and so like you know gluten-free dairy-free doesn't mean cheese it's you know <laughs> or, I mean, it che- doesn't che- i guess cheese it's aren't dairy-free but it doesn't mean like chips or anything like that so it's just um uh yeah so i mean it's that simple i eat i think i eat a lot less than most people would think i'm sometimes i'll go through phases to where i'll fast until like after batting practice during the season i won't have a meal until like 5 30 p.m and i'll do that for like three weeks and then i'll you know eat normal and then i'll do that for three weeks again so i I like to switch it up and kind of you know keep my body guessing and i've noticed the nutrition has made the biggest difference uh with how i feel than anything than my lifts or really anything just the nutrition and the hydration side of things and when it comes to your vices, because everyone has a vice <laughs> as you laugh, um, what would some of those vices be? For example, I love a good junior Whopper from Burger King like twice a year. I yeah. have to have it. This red velvet okay. cake over here is called my name. <laughs> gotcha. Well, so my vi- I have vices, but I find ways to cheat and make them like gluten-free. Okay. So like gluten-free pancakes or waffles. Oh my goodness, I'll eat them. <laughs> I'll eat them all day. Um, but yeah, or like street tacos for me. I mean, it's not terrible, but I could, <laughs> but like street tacos, corn tortilla, and just like carne asada, I could, and onions and cilantro, I could have like 30 of them and just feel great. When did you go gluten free? How long have you been? Um, since 2000, going into 2017. And dairy free at the same time? I went dairy free um, the end of last, the end of the 2018 season. I went dairy free. Is there anything that you miss that you're like, man, if just once? Oh my goodness. (laughs) There's so much. Like, you know, just seeing donuts laying around. Because before it was like, you know, I work out really hard and I'm pretty disciplined for the most part. I eat well. So I I would always, like, if there's a donut, the glazed donut laying around, like, I'm going to have one, you know, but now it's like there's no option so like donuts and you know mac and cheese with bacon in it oh my goodness stuff like <laughs> that is i miss out on all of that stuff well don't worry we'll pick up the slack for you we got you <laughs> yeah, we've got your back don't worry <laughs> pizza's one too for sure i miss pizza so much danny has a necklace that says pizza so she feels you on that <laughs> she literally wears it around her neck I definitely have you covered in that department, let me tell you. (laughs) New York doesn't let me down that way. And what about cooking? Uh, What's your specialty? What are you making um, on a night off, uh, maybe in the off season? So I am thankful. I'm super thankful because I married a woman who loves to cook. Mm, So like, yeah, she loves it. So she's the one who's really like, she's making me all my gluten-free meals and all of my you know, those desserts, if I want something sweet, she's like, oh, I'll make something and makes it, you know, super healthy for me. So, I mean, she's like, I'll I'll barbecue, like I'll cook the salmon or or barbecue the steak or something like that. But she's so good. Is she also gluten-free? She is. She's gluten-free, dairy-free as well. So that makes it Um, easier. Oh yeah. So she's the one who really like educated me she's she's getting her master's in nutrition Mm. Um, tell her to call me (laughs) (laughs) yeah please so she's she's super smart um pretty disciplined and and she's gonna come out 
I keep telling her like you need to come out with a cookbook so people yeah. oh, I love that. so people know what to eat. So I'll I'll tag like on um my Instagram story like hashtag Cassie's cookbook. Just trying <laughs> oh. to put just trying to push her to, you know, come on, just come out. So she thinks once she gets her master's she might come out with something. Well, you have a built in fan base of people that would absolutely yes you know buy that thing up so yeah, yeah keep encouraging sure. her we'd both buy a copy absolutely. shout out to cassie sure. yeah the strong yeah. woman behind the strong man <laughs> oh abso- absolutely i mean all of it is really because of her so um because i personally i'm i after i get done with, from the field and the workout and all that stuff to have to cook for me is like i'm exhausted so she's you know she's doing it all for me amazing love that shout out to her good woman All right, Michael, time for us to play a game called Name That Mascot. We're going to give you a team, and you do your best to give us that team's mascot. These are all pro teams, all MLB teams. Um, But the mascot's kind of the hardest part because it's not the um, team name. It's the actual thing that dresses up and runs around. I'm going to be absolutely terrible at this. (laughs) Amazing. Well, we'll give you tons of clues, so we'll help you out. All right. All right, how about the Houston Astros? I could see him. Um, Outer space. Starts with an O. Starts with an O. Um, <laughs> oh, man. what? It's something that the planets do. That's what I was going to say. Orbit. Orbit. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. All right. All right. All right. How about the Washington Nationals? Oh, kind of sounds like the noise in the background, actually. <laughs> that was... Uh, Derek Dietrich starting up his R8. So oh, what's he driving? Audi R8. Nice. Okay. Pretty, yeah, it, it fits him well. You <laughs> <laughs> um, said the Nationals? Yeah. Should be something like with a flag or like a president. Yeah, uh, think about like the, think about a bird. Uh, eagle? Close. Well, it is an eagle. Its name is Screech. So we'll go ahead and give that one to you. Okay, okay, Screech. (laughs) How about the Arizona Diamondbacks? This one is tough. What is? What does it start with? Starts with a B, and it is in the Baxter. Yes. Oh no way! I did not know that at all. I just said Baxter. All right. All right. Final one for you here, Michael. The Miami Marlins. Mr. Marlin. Close. Uh, uh, Adam Sandler in when he goes back to school. What's his name? Billy Madison. There you go. Billy the Marlin. Billy the Marlin. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Nicely done. Great job. You did a great job. You did. You crushed very hard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Time for some. Mascots are tough. Mascots are very (laughs) tough. Yeah. Michael, time for some rapid fire. So we got a couple of things that we want to ask you here, and you give us the best answer you possibly can come up with in a couple of words. So if you had to teach a master class, which would you be able to do best, golf or jujitsu? Jujitsu. What's your biggest <laughs> gym pet peeve? Loud grunting. <laughs> same, same. Oh, man. In a public gym, if you're like... You know, if it's a specialized gym, like obviously in a MMA gym, you're going to have grunting and when you're punching it's But if you're lifting weights, like you don't need to, you don't, there's no grunting needed. Go ahead and keep those in the bedroom. <laughs> 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 All 
All right, the one thing you do that drives your wife absolutely bonkers. Uh, being on my phone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tell her sorry that uh, we made you do that right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No, if, she's all right if I'm on my phone away from her, but just with her, she's like, get off that thing. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. If you could hit a dinger off one guy, past or huh. present, who would it be? Um, it would be really cool to say that you hit a home run off of Nolan Ryan. Ooh. Perfect answer. Great one. That'd be awesome. How about the last person on your team that you texted? Anthony DiScofani. What'd you say? Uh, we're, we were trying to see what time to show up to the field the next day. <laughs> yeah. Pretty so. standard. Yeah. Pretty, pretty standard. Yeah. Michael, a fan got a tattoo of you on their calf. Which one of your teammates would you get a tattoo of? Oh, um, man, probably Suarez blowing a huge, uh, bubble. <laughs> Amazing. And where would it be? <laughs> right on my chest. <laughs> what would A. Eugenio say about that? <laughs> I have no idea. So uh, he'd probably like it. <laughs> hey, if you weren't playing baseball, what what do you think you'd be doing? Man, I don't. That's a good question. I've kind of put all my eggs in this one basket here. <laughs> um <laughs> I would probably do something with the human body. So whether some type of strength coach or, you know, something like that. Who wins in a push-up challenge? You or the rock? <laughs> That's a tough one. Maybe we could, maybe we could see um, in person. That would be fun. Come on, man. Rock. You can't say that you'd beat the rock. Uh, okay. I'll beat the rock. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> How about one player in the league, Michael, that you'd like to meet that you haven't yet? So I, Shohei Otani, I wanted to meet him, and I got to meet him last year, so that was that was really cool to do that, um, even though it was just brief. I just met Albert Pujols. He's another player that I always wanted to meet. Just Amazing. met him this off season, So I guess I'll just stick to the Angels. It would be cool to meet Mike Trout. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Well, fun fact for you, too. Michael, Albert Pujols does hot yoga, and he's really good at it, so maybe you guys could do that together. There you go. Yeah. I, do hot, I do some hot yoga. I like it. Michael, to send your team to the World Series, would you rather rob a potential game-winning home run or strike out the side? Strike out the side would be great to get to the World Series. Nine pitches, all fastballs. Love it. <laughs> oh, he knows. He's seen it. He's seen it. Exactly. <laughs> all right, how about the weirdest thing you've been asked to sign? A banana peel. What? Really? With what did you use? <laughs> Just a Sharpie. Wow. So... I was like, this thing's, you know, like in a couple hours, it's going to be completely black. You know that, right? Yeah, like, this is a waste <laughs> of my signature, dude. Exactly. Well, at least they can go sell it on eBay, so that's fine. You never know. People sell way worse and weirder things on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So we saw that you tweeted that Bauer was helping somebody with their math homework. What's something that Bauer could teach you to do? Well, he is teaching me to try and throw harder, so that is one thing. Um you know, the whole sequencing thing. So, you know, there, if there's one thing that he actually knows, it's pitching mechanics. He'll, he'll say he knows about all this other stuff. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but he does know a thing or two about pitching mechanics. Amazing. What about a teammate that survives the longest in a zombie apocalypse? Well, Wade he... Miley. Probably Wade Miley, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. 
he's telling me about all of his all the acres that he has on Louisiana. So I'm gonna go with Wade Miley. I could see that right now. Great. It's like a scene out of Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, he's got a camo glove and everything. So yeah. What is the only way to eat Skyline chili? What's the only way to eat it? Yeah. Don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to eat it. Uh, <laughs> fans, avert your ears and your eyes. <laughs> Cincinnati fans hate when We I... just lost every listener. <laughs> no, but he's being honest, man. Yeah, he's being hey, honest. I, yeah, I don't mess around with that nutrition. Don't eat it. <laughs> Cassie would be disappointed. That's right. Yeah. Got to stick to the plan. <laughs> All right, if you could create one fit challenge to break the internet, what would it be? Is it kind of like that cup challenge that we that I did there? Exactly, yep. I have no clue. Other than that, maybe maybe come up with a more complicated way, you know, to, to do that. Maybe balance, like, three cups on your head. How about that? Okay. Yeah. I like that. I kind of pictured you as Vince Vaughn in old school on the Olympic rings, holding yourself <laughs> up as long as you can, minus the cigarette, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Got you doing the Iron Cross. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be cool. Amir could be there too. We could get both of you guys in there doing that, right? Maybe that's yeah. the challenge. He's got no chance at that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make this happen. Calling him out. All right, last one: to recline or not to recline on a plane? Oh, recline for sure. That's right. Right. Yeah. I just saw something on that. That's right. right? Someone, someone got angry and punched the chair. Yeah, it's, it's been a huge and debate. They, and then they said you have to ask for permission if you want it. What do you guys think about that? No, you recline all the way. I, I paid for the seat. I have a rule. I, I have a time rule. If it if the flight is under three hours, I do not recline. That's my oh, rule. Oh wow! So you have a hmm. That's my only okay. rule. But, I um, yeah, like you, what you if you paid for the seat, you get to. Whatever the seat does, you get to take full advantage of it. I'm 100% right? on board. Yeah, I'm reclining that thing the second yeah. I can. Listen, <laughs> Absolutely. Make sure I sit in front of you. That's right. <laughs> on a flight. If anyone punches the back of my seat, they're getting the exact same treatment to their face. <laughs> no, I don't advocate violence, but you know what I mean. I would think about doing it. All right, Michael, we wrap every podcast with an embarrassing story. We ask our guests to share something. Oh, man. Maybe from current day or something in the past that that was so embarrassing, so cringeworthy that they wish if they went back in time, they could do it all over again. So what's your embarrassing story for us? Oh, man. I, I'm trying to think of something really embarrassing um, that doesn't have to do with, like, you know, bowel movements or anything like that. <laughs> um, I'm sure the Skyline Chili would do you in, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I mean, who, who was it? Was that Archie Bradley that um, was in Miami and and uh, pitched when he he pooped himself? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did you guys, you guys hear about that? That's right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, this is. I'm sorry, I have to share this, but. I was in Miami too, and the same thing almost happened to me. Um, and I was really worried the whole time, <laughs> and I was fine. So I ended up being fine. So from start to finish, when did the concern kick in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, as like I had like four warm-up pitches left. Um, like there was like two outs. It was a two-strike count, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, what is wrong with me right now?" <laughs> 
and I had to go out and pitch and I was literally worried the whole time that I was pitching. I wasn't thinking about pitching. I was thinking about how I was grateful that we were wearing gray pants. (laughs) Are you like holding it in? Are you scouting for the closest bathroom? Like what's going through your mind? (laughs) (laughs) This is so embarrassing. Um, So it's, I, I honestly, I thought I did. So, so that's why I was like, is, is this for real? Like, this is ridiculous, right? And and I think I got one out, and I asked Suarez to check. Hey, <laughs> hey, Stop. can you see? Can you see anything? He said no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, good. And I still had to get two outs left. Um, and I was like, man, well, it could still ha- it, it could still show up. Like I think I think there's stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> it could still show up. So I ended up getting the third out and like hurried off the field. Um, And thankfully it was a clean inning too. And a clean pair of pants. (laughs) And a clean clean pair of pants. I don't know what. It's like Cuban coffee or or what. I don't know. Um, That's wild. Man, I can't believe I just shared that. Believe me, you're not the first person to talk about anything having to do with diarrhea on this podcast. It seems to be a fan favorite for people to spill. I had a a guy recently tell me about blowing up the bathroom in first class. I mean, this is is what we deal with here. Victor Cruz told me about how he had to take off his undershirt and use that to wipe himself on a first date. I mean, like, yo, I'm telling you, the amount of athletes that share stories like that. Oh, my goodness. It's endless. It's hilarious. You've just entered a cool club. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I almost entered it, I guess. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Came close. You avoided it. Yo, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. Thank you. You've been such a delight to hang out with. And um, not only do we appreciate you joining us, we're so excited to watch you this season and so pumped for the Reds. The hype around this team, I feel like, is going to be matched with your guys' success on the field. So I want to wish you the best. And, uh, again, really, really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, expect us to have a ton of fun. you know, and, and win a ton of games with huge smiles on our faces. And, you know, we're going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be a fun year for, for everyone, you know, to watch us do what we do. So thanks for having me again, guys. It was fun hanging out with you guys. And thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, talk to you soon. See ya. All right, Bye. See ya. Big thanks again to Michael Lorenzen for joining us on the podcast. Danny, I can't tell you I'm serious about the amount of times that guys want to talk about poop on this podcast. It it, uh, blows my mind not to make a joke about that, Lex, but he was a rock star. And listen, I got to admit, I think that, um, first of all, the Reds are going to be hot hot and heavy in the NL Central. Oh, I'm amped. And I think Michael Lorenzen is about to kind of become a bigger voice in the game. The guy's got it all. Yeah, and then when this story breaks, the fact that he almost pooped his pants on the mound, I feel like then everyone's going to be super into him and and understand what kind of a a guy he is in in terms of um, relating to him, which is what this podcast is all about, getting these athletes to relate to their fans. And uh, He's super relatable, especially with this story. Totally. (laughs) And I love all of his uh, fitness and health routine 
uh, information. So if you want to follow him, he's mlorenzen21 on Instagram, lorenzen55 on Twitter, and you can also follow him, catch up more with him on this podcast. So we are on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, Make we sure are. you go subscribe and like, and stay tuned for next week. We got an awesome guest next week here on the Daft She Said with Danny Podcast. Peace out, everyone.